Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this joint? Yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this joint? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this joint goes this go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin drum. Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? Top shelf, with a flavor so hot, but you will not melt. About to take you on a ride like you never felt. Up and down, real smooth like a carousel. Moving in our own lane, no parallel. Everybody needs sleep, it's good for your health. If you stuck like Chuck, I might have a help. Cause we talk sports, life, and everything else. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you as always for tuning in to Sleep, the Sports Life and Everything Else podcast, presented to you by the away team and coming to you live and local from the top shelf. This is episode number seven, and I go by the name of Mike on the mic. I bring the light, insight, no hype, and if you get most sleep in your life, it just might help you get yourself right. You can follow us on Twitter and IG. As sleep is for you, that's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four, Y-O-U. And be on the lookout for new episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and now proudly brought to you on Google Play. Subscribe, like, leave comments, share, and all that good stuff. And joining me in the studio, as always, is my co-host and partner, Taylor. Here's a, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's going on, yo? Taylor, how you doing today? I'm chilling. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm blessed. I can't complain. Good, good. That's what I like to hear, man. I'm feeling really good myself. Solid gold. And we're going to get into the show, so we're going to start with these Thursday night, uh, this Thursday night game, a little recap of the Chiefs versus the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Were you able to catch that one? Yeah, I watched uh, I watched, I watched, I watched, watched a couple plays, watched the first half, and after a while, you know, it was pretty much over after that. Okay, yeah, yeah. It did get a little out of hand. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, it did. Casey ended up winning that one, 30 to 6. Mm-hmm. And uh, they advanced to 5 and 2. Uh, but they did lose Pat- Patrick Mahomes. They lost the MVP. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was kind of rough. For a couple for a couple weeks now. They was trying to, you know, say one week, maybe two, but it looks like it's gonna be about a month or so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big loss for them. That's really unfortunate. So uh, you know they gotta, gotta dig down, and you know when you're when you're supposedly a good team, supposed to have you know 52, 53 good players. So we're gonna find out if they're a really good team or they're just like a one man team. So mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they gonna they gonna to, uh, you know prove some things. So Moore, what's his name? Matt Moore hasn't played in over what over a year year and a half. Yeah, and he was actually out of the league last year. So we're gonna find out what he's made of, and they're probably gonna have to get a backup from somewhere. So we're gonna mm-hmm. find out how good they are. Yeah, man. I mean, you know how that goes. But uh, speaking of Matt Moore, um, his uh, resulting stats after that Thursday night game when he came in, he went 10 for 19. He had a height 17 yards, and he did have a touchdown, no interceptions, which is, you know, positive for the team. And, you know, good that they were able to get KC out of there with a victory. Uh, not that Denver was really putting up too much of a fight. They did only put up six points. No, they ain't do nothing. <laughs> uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, who was increasingly more showing himself to be the lead back in Kansas City in that Andy Reid offense. But uh, he got 12 carries, which was the uh, most of the, out of the backfield for 64 yards, and he didn't get into the end zone. But, uh, you know, I guess that's uh, positive for him as long as he can stay healthy, right? Yeah, uh, that's his biggest problem the last couple of years. He, he can't stay healthy, so probably not going to stay healthy this year. So, I mean, they got a bunch of running backs. You know what I mean? I mean, they, they, that's their main problem is health. They got a lot of linemen out. Uh, yeah. A couple of defenders were out. So, they just got to stay healthy, man. I mean, when your MVP goes down, that's like, oof, that's killer. So, yeah, we're going to see what's major in, blow. You know, next. I mean, they got the little week and a half, you know, a little mini bye week. But they got to, um, you know, they got to maintain until, you know, get some of these guys. That's, 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 the, whole, that's the whole NFL. And everyone gets hurt. No one's healthy after read one or two. You're always gonna have three or four guys out. So that's just what it is. So there's no excuses for nobody. So uh, on the Broncos side of the ball, there weren't really many bright spots. But nope. uh, Joe Flacco did go 21 for 34 for 213 yards. Yeah. He threw no touchdowns, but also no interceptions. Yeah. And uh, Cortland Sutton uh, was mm-hmm. able to snag six balls for 87 yards. Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders got five catches for 60 yards. Yeah. Uh, so you know. Hopefully Denver can can build off of 
whatever positive they can uh, take from no, this they're, game. They're, 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 they're building up some trades because they're gonna be they're gonna start selling people off. Man. <laughs> so, you know how the NFL is. Once you get to like week seven, week eight, bad teams just start. Hey, you want this guy for this draft pick? So they're gonna be one of them teams just gonna be trying to you know get rid of people. So yeah, yeah, you yep. know how that gets to that certain point just before the deadline pops up. Yeah, just just start selling people off. You know, I mean, that's that's what they do in the NFL. They sell yeah. you off. Yep. No. Yep. yep. So uh, we're going to move on to uh, a little preview of tonight's Sunday night game. Yep. Uh, coming on at 8.20 this evening, prime mm. time. You guys will have the, the, the info by this time comes on, but we yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. we got to do a preview. Exactly, exactly. You got your Philadelphia Eagles squaring off with those Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Uh, live from Dallas, from Jerry's World. Mm-hmm. Both teams coming into the game 3-3. Three and three. Yep. Um, and in my opinion, I think this is a pretty big game, uh, you know, on both sides. Think so? Uh, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas has a, a little bit of a rougher stretch going down the rest of the season they as far do. as I saw their the, schedule. The teams they got to play. Yeah, I saw their schedule before I got. It. I was like, oh my god. So yeah. That's why I'm. That's why I'm thinking they're going. <laughs> they, they probably will beat the Eagles. That's, that's just that's just me. I think they're going to win. They have to win this game. You can't go four, then go into the bye week and then they stretch it just crazy. I think it's like New England and the Bears and uh, that, 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 that schedule is just daunting. So they can't afford to lose this game. So that, that's why, you know, you saw what by the what, Friday evening, you saw this person's playing. That person, like everyone that was questionable is yeah, playing. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of all hands on deck for them. Whereas the Eagles, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, well, this guy, he might play. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I'm, I'm, if, if, I'm, if, I would, if I was betting, I'd probably put money on Dallas. I mean, no disrespect to the Eagles because they still can come back. They still got some gimmies in the rest of the season. But I think Dallas probably going to win, so. See, I'm kind of on the other side of the coin. I, I got the Eagles pulling this one out. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how close it's going to be, um, but uh, <laughs> they don't have nobody. I mean, they don't have no. They, they cut the linebacker, and then the other linebacker got hurt. That was stupid. Um, they got a bunch of uh, corners and um, that are just coming back. So you mean to tell me you've been off for three, four weeks, and I just come back in? And no, nah, I'm not seeing a, a win. I mean, if they win, that would be cool but I'm, I'm not seeing a win i'm just being you know just a base logic thing i'm not seeing a win tonight well, we, no it's, we, not, it's we, not all over with but i just just not seeing a win tonight we're we gonna see how it goes do you have anything uh, in particular that you're looking for tonight that you want the eagles to do hopefully they don't get blown out a, a, anything that you're <laughs> looking for dallas to come out and do dallas is gonna read they're gonna they're gonna uh they're gonna run the ball a lot they are gonna run the ball a lot they're gonna give it to zeke a whole lot even though the eagles are good at stopping a run i mean yeah. you ain't you ever going against zeke elliott so they're gonna they're gonna run the ball a lot, and if 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 they run the ball a lot, you know, get 10, 12 yard, fifteen yard gains, that play action pass is gonna be killer. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? so guys like Michael Gallup and uh, Randall Cobb and uh, if Mark Cooper, Cooper plays, he's probably he's gonna play. I don't know how how um, what, what percentage he's gonna be at, but those guys are gonna be wide open against this raggedy secondary. Yeah, and, and I know how, I like how everybody keeps thinking. The, somebody who's telling on, on the team, you know, you know, dropping, you know, oh, we should have got Jalen Ramsey. People things on somebody. Oh, I think, I think it's Malcolm Jenkins. I think he's the, he's he's, he's the rat. Oh no, oh, yeah, no, I think he's the one telling. I mean, that's not a bad thing. I just think he's the one that's saying because I remember I seeing him after they got smoked by Stephon Diggs last week. He was pretty upset. And he knows these corners. He's been playing these guys for three years. He knows they suck. Yeah. Uh, so, so so he was the one that was saying we should have got Jalen Ramsey. He's yeah. the one that was saying, you know, probably was saying something about. Uh, Carson, he's he's the one. I mean, he, he's he's the one. I mean, nothing bad. It's just it's just him. All right. Well, we got. Why would uh, any, why would you talk to anybody else on the team but him? He's the pretty much leader. Everyone else is, you know, was kind of like you know not mediocre, but he's the one that's kind of dropping the gems in, in in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him. Gotcha. I put money on it. All right. Well, Taylor is, is making some prognostications. Some some some. Uh... Just 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 me off the top <laughs> of my head. Just yeah, just allegedly, you know. But I think it's Malcolm Jenkins dropping. Dropping the uh, you know stuff to the uh, I think who was to the ESPN lady whatever her name is yeah it was it's, it's Malcolm Jenkins. All right, all right. Well, yep. On that note, we're gonna move on to these one o'clock games because uh, we did have some <clears throat> pretty close ones. Um, and speaking of close ones, uh, we had the Giants squaring off with the Arizona Cardinals in a game that not many a lot not a lot might have been paying attention to. Uh, but Kyler Murray came out. He played pretty well. Played real and, uh, well. Chase Edmonds came out. And he played really, really well. Ran all uh, over the Giants defense. Yeah, yeah. He came out. He had three rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I actually started uh, David Johnson this week on my team. But it's nice to know I do have Chase Edmonds on the bench. So, uh, 
Uh, that's 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 reassuring moving forward. But uh, he got off today. The yeah. Cardinals pulled that one out. Close game in New York. So uh, you know, going cross country that was big for them. Nothing wrong running the ball. I mean, I don't know why people like to throw 50, 60 times a game. Run Damn. the ball. It's easy. Exactly. <laughs> Get your guys to fire off in front of them, and you'll you'll find your holes, and boom, you'll be able to run the ball. Especially, uh, you know, in the East Coast, there was a lot of uh, rain this weekend. So mm-hmm. run the ball. You can't throw the ball all the day, all the time. Run the ball. Nothing wrong with that. Plus, it's getting a little cooler outside. And, yeah. Uh, one, one of my really close friends, uh, he's always talking about when it gets cold outside, that's like money time for the running backs. Yes. Because... You know, Receivers ain't really trying to catch them hard balls like that. Run the rock, man. So you gotta put it in the the running back's hands and let him do his thing. That's what they do, man. Run, and it's easier for the offensive linemen. They pushing forward. Yeah, I mean, push people off the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's all you gotta do. Run the ball, and then then you can play off of that. Then you can do your play action passes to the tight ends or to the seams or to the other side of the field. That's Mm -hmm. that's that's how that's how you gotta do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Another game that uh, was pretty close, kind of came down to the wire. Uh, was the Colts against the Texans. The Texans, I mean, sorry, the Colts ended up pulling that out 30 to 23. Uh, and they advanced to 4 and 2. The Texans fell to 4 and 3. Mm. Um, and Jacoby Brissett had four passing touchdowns, which was a career high for him. He's balling this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really good for him stepping in those shoes of, uh, of Andrew Luck after he retired. Yeah, I, I never really was an Andrew Luck fan, but, you know, Jacoby Brissett, he's, he's getting off. He's doing his thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man. A game that was uh, pretty much a stinker. Uh, the Green Bay Packers really got off on the Raiders, uh, and they pulled that one out, 42 to 24. A Rod, A Rod is back. Uh, advancing to six and one, and the Raiders dropped to three and three. But that mm. game wasn't Lambeau. Yeah. And um, the Packers are 15 and three versus AFC West opponents since 2002. So uh, that's a pretty telling stat. A Rod, A Rod, he was dropping dimes today. I was this, like, man, oh man! I said, A Rod is back. This guy, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> coming into the season, I, I picked him up on one of my fantasy football teams, and um, you know, I was kind of believing him, believing in him to have a bounce back season. And people were kind of down on him, saying, you know, I don't think he's going to do too much. And I don't I, think he's going to have a good year. Not me, unless unless well, unless somebody cuts his arm off, <laughs> he's he's out there bowling. Well, this this week he went twenty five for thirty one, mm. four hundred twenty nine yards passing and five touchdowns. He and then he had, added another two rushing, carries yeah. he for had six a yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. touchdown as well. He had just as many touchdowns as he had incompletions. So I, I want somebody to tell me, is that somebody <laughs> losing a step? Uh, can y'all tell me this? I mean, uh, I'm not seeing it. A-Rod's a-, a-, a beast. That's, that's not falling off in my book. No, not falling off. That's falling off. That, that's what I want to be when I get old. And he spread the ball around to five different receivers for those touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Marquez. Valdez Scantling caught one, Jimmy Graham caught one, yep. Jake Camaro caught one, yep. Aaron Jones caught one, and Jamal Williams caught one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he's not being, um, you know, funny with the ball. He, he's spreading it around to everybody. If Devontae Adams go down, fine. I'll just throw it to everyone else. And exactly. We'll get through. So, uh-huh. yeah, they, they looking pretty good. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's the fall off. Though. I guess Aaron Rodgers finished. So, this this him being finished, then I, I salute him. <laughs> looking pretty good to me. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Now how, you, now, how you start is how you finish. That's all I, that's all I worry about, how you finish. Another couple of 1 o'clock games that weren't necessarily the tightest, but, you know, had some um, pretty good moments. At least one in particular right here is uh, the Vikings against the Lions. Uh, the Vikings pulled that one out 42-30. to 30. They yeah. advanced to 5-2, and two, and Marvin Jones Jr. caught four receiving touchdowns, tying a franchise record for the Detroit Lions. He was he was he was he was getting off. He was you know he's always been there. He's been there for the past couple of years. Big receiver, so mm-hmm. uh, always been a red zone threat. So he had a good game. But I mean Minnesota is just they, they they getting off. They 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 they, they getting it in. They were heard they heard what the people were saying early in the season. They ripped off three straight wins, and Kirk Cousins was, has been going off statistically. I think he got ten touchdown passes in the last three games. He's getting off. Kirk Cousins, who's somebody who's uh, people haven't really been believing in. Uh, the past couple of seasons and the past couple of weeks, to be honest, uh, he was 24 for 34, 337 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. So he had a big game, like you said. Adam Thielen went out and he was still, all right, well, I'll just throw it to the backup tight end. I'll yeah. throw it to Dalvin Cook. I'll throw it to, of course, Stephon Diggs. Diggs had seven catches for 142. Exactly. The backup receiver don't matter. He was getting it in today, so. Dalvin Cook had 25 carries for 142 yards, and he got into the end zone twice. Best running back in the league right now. Yeah, man. 
second best. He, he, well, maybe, maybe behind McCaffrey. Chris McCaffrey's first, then I put him second. Dalvin yeah. Cook is really showing why you know he was so sought after when he came out of college, you know, But he's stayed healthy. And he's he's a beast. I saw him making like just just these crazy moves on the sidelines, picking up extra yards. Man, he had one. I mean, he's 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 a, he's a superb runner. He's he's a good good running back. And no disrespect to who we got, but you know who had a chance to get him as well? Who? <clears throat> the Eagles. I thought they had a. Uh... They got um, oh that's right. You know what? He got drafted. Like yeah, you're right. Yeah, they could have had him, but I think I think what happened, they took him right before they were gonna get him. The Eagles could have traded up. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. Yep, you're right. Yeah, but the Eagles passed on Kamara and and uh, Kareem Hunt in that same draft. So you know they they, they they didn't want a good running back. That's what they were. They said we weren't gonna go into the second round. We don't want no good running back. We are gonna tow the lead. That we gonna do it without a great running back. <laughs> so they were just trying to let everybody know. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. they didn't want like a good Eagles way. They, they didn't want to run. They didn't want to run it back. That's all. Uh, AFC matchup The Bills Got the better of the Dolphins Which was really no surprise To anybody But they come out of this one Five and one Buffalo and, Bills uh, Five and one They won 31 to 21 Yeah First five and one start For the Bills Since 2008 Yeah they, they, Their defense was swarming After one in the second half They were swarming But in the first half You know But second half They look really really good So But it's easy to look good Against the Dolphins so, Yeah that's, that's not particularly difficult yeah. They're trying to lose so we're going to switch gears into our first edition of Top 5 for this week. And our Top 5 is going to be our Top 5 impressive fantasy football players up to this point. Um, and it's not necessarily going to be uh, specific to fantasy football per se. It's just people who we feel like have uh, come out and performed uh, maybe a little better than we're expected or maybe people who come out and perform like we were expecting coming into the season and we're kind of uh, happy about the way that they've done up to this point. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I got I got a list. I got a couple people. Okay. All right. So at number five, I got Austin Hooper. Okay. Uh, who's a guy who you mentioned uh, early in the season. There might have been coming into the season. I said, um, did I say his name? Yeah, yeah, as, as uh, far as the tight end. I think we were people, talking I can't about, remember. I, I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but okay. All I'm right. pretty sure we were talking about top five tight ends. Oh, yeah, ends. we are talking about the top five tight end. I think I had him at four or five. So he, he, no, he's a good tight end, though. Yeah, he yeah. Is. So Austin Hooper is tied for the fourth highest reception total in the league mm. with Austin Eckler, a running back, mm. at 42. Um, and he has... Um, He's top 10 in receiving yards, I'm sorry, wow. with 480. Yep. Uh, and he only has three touchdowns so far. But when you're playing on a team with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, as long as he's not trying to punch somebody in the helmet. Mm-hmm. And um, what's, my, what's my man's other name? Muhammad Sanu. Sanu, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not going to be a whole lot of touchdowns to go around. Yeah, I think he got one today. But, yeah, he's been a steady Eddie guy in the middle, in between the 20s, you know, catching seven, eight, nine balls. That's kind of like what I said. So yeah, he's always just – he's always going to be open. He's always going to have a linebacker or some type of – he's never going to have a corner on him because all the corners are going to be stretched out to the other um, receivers. So he's always going to have some – the second or third best linebacker on him or the second or third best safety. So he's always going to be uh, – you know, have, have a great matchup no matter what. He's never going to be double like, you know, Zach Ertz does when he plays. So, yeah. And he's catching that ball, man. Or like how, you know, what's my man's name in Kelsey? Y'all, he's he Kelsey, double, yeah. you know, double the shadow. He, he don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that's a good pick. All right. So, at number four is a guy who coming into the season I kind of believed in. And I, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to get him on one of my teams, but that's Mark Ingram. Oh, okay. Um, and he's had 87 attempts uh, so far this season, which isn't the highest at this particular point. Um, and he's only gathered 424 yards, but he scored seven touchdowns, yeah, which tied yeah. for the highest in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, um, he's a beast. And in my opinion, he's been a pretty integral part to that Baltimore Ravens success that they've seen up to this point. You know, obviously, along with Lamar Jackson and uh, the receivers and the defense. Um, I saw maybe a little while ago they got a pick six against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and they're kind of battling it out right now, but uh, that's a guy that I really like. Yeah, Mark Ingram, he's always been good. Uh, he's still got some left in the tank. I think, what, almost, he, I think it'd be 30 years old soon, but he's still got a lot mm-hmm. left in the tank. And uh, like you said, they don't have to give him 50, they don't have to give him over 25, 30 carries. So he's yeah. doing it on 15, 18 carries, but 
he's still doing his thing. So as long as he's uh, he's always he's been uh, always a healthy back as you know in the last four or five years. So yeah, he's a good quality back. You know, not a fumbler. So yeah, salute to Mark Ingram. He's, he's he's had a really good year this year, especially near the goal line. And he was a bit of a question mark coming into this year because this is actually his first season in Baltimore. Yeah. Everybody knows him uh, being in the Saints uniform. In the past few seasons, he was playing with Alvin Kamara. <laughs> They had more of a split situation, and they might have a little bit of a split in Baltimore, but yeah. um, he kind of gets the lion's share of what's going on, yeah. um, he, which he, is evidenced by his seven rushing touchdowns. He's so. fitting right in with that team, yep. Yeah, yeah, meshing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number three, uh, I have a guy who uh, might have been second fiddle to uh, another receiver on his team, uh, but as far as uh, overall for the league, people weren't really checking for this guy so much, uh, and that's Chris Godwin. Uh, down at Tampa Bay. Uh, he has 43 receptions uh, for a league-leading 662 yards and also six touchdowns. Uh, so he's really balling. Uh, he's doing a, a great job this year. Didn't he go to Penn State? From Philly, yeah. yeah Penn State, yeah. Philly, yeah. He's, he's, he's born and raised, and uh, I don't even think they even – he even knew it. He's, he's been uh, just been consistent. I mean, he's been – Putting up better numbers than Mike Evans, and yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's a beast. He's over six foot tall, and when I saw him at Penn State a couple years ago, I didn't even envision this. So he's he's really doing a, uh, having a really renaissance year this year. So he's a beast. He's a guy you got to keep an eye out on for. He's a mm-hmm. he's a beast. Man. I think there's a couple games he was questionable, and he still played, went out and, and balled out. So he's a good player, a real good player. I think there's a couple games. I think there's what they played five or six games. There's two or three games he's had double digit catches. So he's, yeah, he's, he's he's putting in work this year. Salute to him too, you young happen, man. If you happen to have him on one of your fantasy football teams, try to hold on to him. If you're gonna trade him, he's probably your best. Get receiver. something back. Yeah, he's probably your best receiver anyway. So keep yeah. him. Don't get rid of him. Yeah, Please. yeah, definitely. Don't do that. Uh, so number two, um, I've got Cortland Sutton, okay. uh, who's a wide receiver from Denver. Who's a guy who coming into the season, not a lot of people really had an eye on uh me and me specifically uh just because when i look at wide receivers i try to look at their quarterback as well and i just didn't really have a whole lot of belief in joe flacco coming into this year with that denver offense joe fluco um and he's only uh, caught 36 receptions uh but he's number three in the league with 564 yards and he's caught three touchdowns himself uh, so you know that's that's pretty big evidence that when he gets the ball he's he's trying to get some yak after that those yards after catch can be big. Anytime you're a big uh, receiver, you just, you're a disadvantage. You're six four. You're probably gonna be three, four, five inches taller than the person you're going against. So mm-hmm. he's a he's a big guy. He made some really great catches on um, the other night on Thursday night. So he's a good guy. You got you got to watch him. This ceiling's gonna get even higher. So when they get, yeah. when they get a better quarterback, yep. Black, Flacco's finished. You got to put him out. <laughs> another one. You got to put out the pasture. Too. He can't play no more. Got to put him out the stud. Some of these quarters, I'm tired of looking at. Go, go away, please. <laughs> so, number one, um, it would be really easy, uh, in my opinion, for me to say Tom Brady, uh, who at his advanced age at this point in the season is top 10 in the league in yards with over 1,700. Uh, he has double-digit touchdowns uh, and a completion percentage of 65. But I'm going to go with somebody who formerly was his understudy, and that's Jacoby Brissett. Uh, who, he stepped into a starting role with the Colts uh, after Andrew Luck retired. Uh, he's no stranger to being starting there because Andrew Luck had to deal with some injuries last year and Brissett was the guy that uh, stepped in there. Uh, but he has led his Colts team to a 3-2 and two record prior to today, 4-2 and two after today because they did beat those uh, AFC South rival Houston Texans. Um, and he's uh, not tw- top 25 in yards, although he has passed 1,000. Um, and he also has double-digit touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And just like Tom Brady, he has a completion percentage of 65%. So I think that's pretty good for Jac- Jacoby Brissett in the situation that he stepped into. And it's not like he didn't have weapons around him. Yeah. Um, I didn't really believe so much in Marlon Mack coming into this season, but I didn't see him a whole lot last year. So the way that he's performing is obviously being really beneficial to the team and to the passing game. But, uh, yeah, that's that's my top five as far as that goes. Taylor, what you got going on over there? Okay, well, your number your number one is my number five. <laughs> we'll, okay. We'll, st- we'll keep talking about Jacoby Brissett, man. I was just – I just when I was doing this, I started looking at the people's numbers, and I just looked at the numbers. I said, yo, 
his numbers are pretty impressive. Man. Yeah. He probably wasn't even drafted. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. If he was drafted towards the end, but he's been balling this year, man. He's just putting mm-hmm. the ball up. He's not turning the ball over too much, but uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty much not much of a drop off after Andrew. Andrew Luck is a name, but Jacoby Brissett is putting up pretty much the same amount of numbers and pretty much got the team as to what it would be if Andrew Luck was there. They're four and two. They're competing yeah. for the for the uh, for the you know for first, first place, place you know in the AFC South. So yeah, they did this. Uh, I got I got to you know put some respect on Jacoby Jacoby Brissett's name. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's a, he's a good player. Was he third or fourth round pick? Couple uh, from New England, and he started the one game when um uh, Tom Brady went out, then got yeah. flipped for uh, Philip Dorsett. So he's always been around the Colts, but. He, he, he's he, he's a good player, yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta. I, I'm, I'm respecting what he does. Yeah. I like he, him a lot. He's my number five. Good Phil general. Yeah, uh, my number four is uh, we'll we'll go we'll, my, we'll go my man out in Oakland. My man Darren Waller. Um, okay, tight yeah, end, tight end guy. I mean, a guy that people were you know kind of like I, I don't know is he? I mean, is he not? You know, what I mean, we got John Gruden. Is he a real coach? Is he a fraud? You know, what I mean, but Darren Waller came in and. Just was catching balls, no touchdowns until the day. He had two to, to, to today, but he's got like he had over thirty some of my catches. Uh, he, yeah, he's he, he's a beast, big 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 guy. Like I said, I think he's a you know uh, tight end slash wide receiver. He was a wide receiver in college, but they switched him to tight end. So he's been pretty impressive this year, and I think he's only gonna get better throughout the rest of the year. So um, yeah, man. yeah, he's he's my number uh, he's my number four. While I got off, he had seven catches today for one hundred twenty six yeah, yards. 20, and like yeah. you said, he had two touchdowns. He was getting off today, man. So. Yeah. Yes. Salute to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three is another tight end. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Mark Andrews. Okay. Baltimore yeah. Ravens. Kind of like the same thing. People didn't know, depending on the, who the quarterback was. I mean, they actually drafted a tight end last year. Okay. Yeah, they did. What's his name? Hurst or something like that. Yeah. And, when, and he was drafted in the third round. So people were thinking, all right, maybe Hurst will be the starter. But then mm-hmm. Andrews did show some stuff last year. But this year... He's, he's he's been solid, man. He's, he's been in the end zone a bunch of times. Uh, he, he he's a real good player. He was Baker Mayfield's number one target when they were in Oklahoma, okay. but he's more of a receiving type tight end. So uh, I think you had him in your tight end list a couple weeks ago. So. I did. Yeah, had yeah. Him in my he's top five. and uh, anytime when you talk about fantasy, you gotta have like a solid tight end. If you got a solid tight end, you don't have to worry about. It. Remember, you only can start one. You can start two in the flex, but usually most people start one. Yeah. So he's been solid. So I like Mark Andrews. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two is uh, his quarterback who's throwing it to him, Lamar hey. Jackson. Okay, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, even I didn't see this coming. I, I thought he would be a year away from being, uh, uh, you know, what he is now. But he's mm-hmm. he's been solid. He's running the ball. He's not taking any big hits. Yeah. Kind of like how RG three was a couple years ago. He's getting out of bounds. Uh, and he's but I've been I've seen some games where he sat in the pocket and just you know just waited, 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 and throwing the ball. You know what I mean? So I like what Lamar Jackson done. People, a lot of people are saying, well, we don't know if he's a, a quarterback. We don't know if he's a, a, a running back, but he's solid, man. He's really, really solid. And we're watching him right now. He's and right on cue. <laughs> yeah. Lamar Jackson just threw a touchdown just to Mark Andrews. Just happened to look up. There he is. Y- y'all can call me Nostradamus. Boom. <laughs> oh, incomplete? Incomplete. Well, he's still balling, though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still getting busy. He's balling. He's a, he's a real good player, yeah. And uh, my number one, uh, this is probably going to shock you. It's not even a player. Okay. It's actually a unit. It's the 49ers defense, dog. Okay, okay. <laughs> came out of came out of somewhere with that one. They are they are smacking. I like it though. I like it. They are smacking up people, man. Like they are <laughs> just. I mean, a shutout today. Last week they they put they basically shut down the Rams. I mean, yeah. even though there was no Ty Gurley, but they held them to seven points. You know what I mean? And they went against the uh, uh, who was it? They went against early this year against the uh, Browns. Shut them down. You know, with all the offensive power, firepower they got. So mm-hmm. they've been shutting people down this whole year. And I think that's the defense you got to watch out for. Bosa. Uh, they got the two middle linebackers, Quan Alexander and uh, what's the other guy's name? Warner. They got still got Richard Sherman out there. Uh, DeForest Buckner. I mean, I just like their defense, man. Their defense is just getting sacks. I mean, yeah, they're, they're really good defense. So you got to watch out for the for the for, for that. That's, that's my number one. I didn't expect 49 defense to do anything like this. But if you got them, you just held on to them. You probably have to worry for the rest of the year because they're going to get turnovers. They're going to they, – I mean, they've invested the last couple of drafts on the pass rush, so yeah. on, on, on the front seven. Yeah. D Ford is on the other side of Bosa. So, yeah, I, I like what the Niners defense has done. I, I like did, that, man. Was that, was that five or was that four? That, that, that was five. That was, was? five. Okay, I like that a lot. I'm I losing like, count. <laughs> I like the 49ers pick. Okay. Um, you know, that, that defense is the type of defense that can take this team 
places. Yeah. Um, and if you have a quarterback who can just kind of be steady. Yeah. And hopefully Jimmy G can do that. Be steady. Um, don't know. turn the ball over. Don't give your team. Uh, don't and uh, and they always give their uh, the offense short fields. You know I mean, yeah. they're, they're they're solid defense. I, I like 49ers a lot. They might be competing in the NFC. Oh yeah, they will be. And that, and that division they're in right now is getting real competitive because right? it looks like all four teams are going to be, you know, there, you know, in the next month or so. So mm-hmm. we'll see about them. Yeah, man. Yeah. So tomorrow night uh, for our Monday night matchup, we got the Patriots. They're six and zero going against the New York Jets from East Rutherford, and they're at one and six. And I mean, I guess you can't really expect a whole lot from this game. Yeah, it's Jets. not really a whole lot to say about this game. Yeah, man, the Jets. You know, hopefully the Jets can keep it. Semi-competitive. I mean, salute to them. They beat the, the Cowgirls. Um, I mean, the Cowboys last week. But yeah, they are, they are, they're abysmal. They're terrible. I had no receivers. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they, yeah, that's that's just a bad team. That's a raggedy team, man. Yeah, man. They're they a long ways away, man. There's nothing more to say about the Jets, man. If you're a Jets fan, I feel bad for you, man. I've been, I've been feeling bad for about 50 years. They haven't won since, since Joe Namath was running the tunnel with the, with, the, with the finger up in there. That's the last time they won anything. <laughs> so the Jets are just, just terrible. Just garbage. So finishing off our football, we're going to slide into a little bit of fantasy football talk. And I'm just going to speak on a couple people who perform really well today. And if you happen to have them on your team, like we said earlier, they're people that you need to hold on to and be happy that you have. Okay. Um, so we got Chase Edmonds coming up first with the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. Running back who uh, came in instead of uh, David Johnson. Hit people, I don't know. Hit people with the okie doke. That's called okie doke. When a guy gets activated, <laughs> he played, but then the backup ends up taking all the carries. That's, yeah. That happens a lot. That's, that's that happens at least four. Ha- happens at least five or six times during the fantasy season. Because yeah. you probably had him starting on Friday. Uh-huh. Then you saw, oh, okay, he's going to, but I think Saturday will let you know he's going to play. And then you get to the game and the coach said, you know, we're just going to switch things up. So it's the okie doke. Edmonds definitely took advantage of his <laughs> opportunity. Yeah. He had three rushing touchdowns on 126 yards. He, so that he was took, he took Kyler Murray's carry. He took, he took everyone's <laughs> carry. That was about 27, 28 carries. Absolutely. Man, he was getting it in. Yeah. So my number two guy is going to be Aaron Rodgers, who uh, we spoke about earlier. He had five passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and oh, he yeah. was over 400 yards in total. A Rod. Uh, so he really got busy today. A Rod's my guy. And then my third and final guy I wanted to give a quick salute and shout out to in our fantasy football talk is going to be Marvin Jones, who we spoke about earlier. And he had four receiving touchdowns, uh, which was uh, a Herculean feat, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he really uh, did his thing. And um, in, the pres- in the absence of having a whole lot of wide receiver threat, I would say, in Detroit, um, he-, he-, he was a steadying force today for them. Well, yeah, they're... Well- the Galladay's a really good receiver, so I don't know if he would get doubled today. I really get, didn't get a chance to look, so he was probably getting single coverage. And Matt Stafford said, "Well, you getting single coverage? I'm gonna give it to you. You are six three, almost six four. I'm gonna just throw it up to you." And that's exactly what he did. Three, well, two out of three times. I think, yeah, one of the ones was like a throw up, but and one he just ran past a bunch of people. But yeah, he's yeah. four four touchdown for Marvin Jones. Salute to him. And you're right, Galladay is is a pretty good receiver, beast, but yeah. I feel like he's he's fairly unproven as far as the amount of seasons that he's done it. Yeah, um, he had so a good I, year last year. The year before, yeah. it was okay. Yeah, but he, yeah. He's, he's ascending. So he's I, one of these guys I, is going to be ascending over the couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to see a little bit more from him. And like you said, if, if the double coverage came, you know, clearly this was a situation where he wasn't able to overcome that and and you know be effective in the wake of that. I got you. I got you. I got you. But uh, who who are you talking about today as far as your fantasy football watch? People uh, you got your eyes on, or people who've caught your attention? Caught my eye today. Uh, let me see. Off the top of my head, I saw Leonard Fournette. He was getting off today. Yes, he did. yes he was. Against, against a pathetic, lousy Bungles team. My God, man, just ran all over them guys, man. That's a, a daggone shame, man. He was getting off today, though, man. But yeah, so Leonard Fournette, he had a really good game. I like what he did today. Bengals gonna bangle. Yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, I mean Leonard Fournette. He's a big back. He's actually got <laughs> a little. You know, he got this, that deceptive speed. So I mean, so. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy. He's he's a good back. You know what I mean, if you picked him up and started him, I don't think he scored today, but I think he had over 100 yards rushing today. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's he, he's a, he's a solid back. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me think, anybody off off the top of my head that I can remember? Uh, uh, ooh, oh my goodness, who else played today? I'm trying to think. You already said Chase Edmonds. He balled out today. Yeah, I can't really can't really think of anybody else. Who else balled today? We uh, Dalvin Cook, of course. He got off today. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's. I, I just like him a lot, man. Like. 
I, I was a little apprehensive about him because I didn't know if he was going to be healthy this year, mm-hmm. 40 years. So, Dalvin Cook, he's just a beast, man. He's He's a cannon. I, yeah, I like man. him. He's the goal line back. He's the, the, the he, he catches out the backfield. He's he's he, he's the guy. He's the guy in um, Minnesota that they've been you know waiting for ever since um, they got rid of Adrian Peterson. So yeah. he's that guy, and uh, yeah, he's he's everything he was cracked at the beginning a couple couple years ago when he came out of Florida State. You know what I mean? So Definitely. He, he's a beast. Yeah. So he caught my eye today too. Yeah. That's, that, I, think, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Taylor brought it to my attention um, just because I've been so focused on other things that we'd uh, be remiss if we didn't speak about uh, the MLB a little bit. <clears throat> we got the World Series coming America, out. America, America's pastime. Yeah, man. The oldest sport ever. And uh, it's uh, Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. Yes. And uh, Washington Nationals uh, fans, uh, excuse me, have been talking really greasy lately. Uh, towards Bryce Harper uh, <laughs> because he came to the Phillies this year and the year yeah. that he left, they went to the World Series. That's a damn shame, man. Um, you know, I guess you could take that for what it's worth. People are always talking crazy about Phillies fans and Philadelphia fans in general, but then Washington National fans, they're a little spiteful right there. That's that's a little petty in my yeah, book. They were, they were a little pissed when he left, but I mean... What's, what, they, they, they ain't they ain't, they ain't they, listen. They about to go to the World Series. They might not win, but at least they in the World Series. Cause all them time Bryce Harper was down there, they kept saying, "Well, he can't win the big one. He can't do it. He can't do it." And yeah. then as soon as they get rid of him, they hit it up. Hit it in the World Series with ease. They, yeah. <laughs> they swept the they swept the Cardinals. Didn't even show up. I mean, they gave up. You know what I mean, so they gonna be in the World Series against the uh, against the Houston Astros. Um, Washington's got some got some boppers though. They got Anthony Rendon, third baseman, who's going to who's definitely going to be getting paid in the, in the next couple months. He's going to be getting a record breaking deal. Okay. Uh, they got old old man Howie Kendrick, who was on the Phillies a couple years ago. They traded him to there, and he he was balling out. Okay. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, who I was I thought he was left for dead. He, he's all of a sudden a real good first. Ba- well, uh, now he's a first baseman, and he's just he was Reviving killing the ball. Things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they got a really, really good team. But the strength of the team is the pitchers. I mean, Scherzer, Strasburg, uh, what was my man? Annabelle Sanchez, and I'm forgetting other guys. Man. Patrick Corbin. Okay. Just, just beast of pitch. Just really good pitching. And towards the end of the year, their bullpen came to, came to, kind of came together. So they got like pitching. That's usually what it is. When you get into these postseason, it's all about the pitching. Who has pitching the better is pitching? Important. And a lot of the, a lot of the starters they end up being relievers. You know what I mean? Because now you got got staggered starts and stuff like that. A guy might start on Thursday, but since he has a throwing session, maybe on Monday or Tuesday, they'll do a throwing session in the game. So he'll go out for an inning or two just to, you know, keep so it's, it's all about strategy. Trying in, to keep in the rhythm. Yeah, you got to keep them. Yeah, so they'll put a starter in and put them in a closer. You know what I mean? So that's what they do in the playoffs and they got the they got the guys to do it, man. I mean, those those, those pitches are great. Uh, this is good, but Houston's pitches are just as, 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 as great. I mean, you got Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got I was about to mention we were talking about Houston a little bit earlier because yeah. you were talking about how they put their team together and you really like that, right? Yeah, they put their team together over the past couple of years, drafting guys, you know, and bringing guys up, not waiting, just bringing them up. Phillies like to wait for three, four years. They bring guys. Come on, man, come on up. Oh, you, you, you doing your thing in AAA? Come on up right now. We got a spot for you. Yeah. And they've always had boppers in their in in the lineup. I mean, George Springer, he's probably the best home run hitter. He hits first. Mm-hmm. And then second, you got Altuve. He's he's the one that's, that 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 won the game last night. He's a beast. You know what I mean? You got Carlos Correa. He's probably one of the best talented talent wise players. He's hitting seventh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They got a guy from uh, Cuba. I think his name is uh, Jordan Alvarez. He, he's so good. They got to put him at DH. He's 22 years old. He should be out in the field somewhere. But he's so good. They got to put him at the designated hitter. Just he's to get a him beast. In the lineup. Yeah, just to get him in the lineup. And they pr- the best player in the league that no one ever talks about is Alex uh, Bergman. 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 I think it's Bergman. Alex Bergman. He's a shortstop slash second baseman. He's a okay. beast. Some shortstop slash a third baseman. He's a beast, man. He's an MVP candidate, and he's just—he's a. They, they got players all up and down that lineup. They got really, really good pitching. Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole. Yeah, uh, they, 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 their uh, bullpen is real good. So I'm looking at Houston. They, they should probably win the next world. They should probably win this third, second World Series in, in three years. They got a really, really, really good team. Really good team. All right. Well, if they're able to pull it out, that's my that'd... baseball spiel. I, I know baseball. I'm a black man, and I know baseball. <laughs> so come on now. Come, come, come on now. That'd be really good for them and really good for their city. Yes, yes, yes. It'd be another one in in, 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 in three years, man. You can't, that's kind of how baseball is. When you're a good team, you just ended up, you just, you're just you in the playoffs. Every, I think last year, 
think they missed the playoff because they had some injuries and stuff like that. But this yeah. year they had injury, but they had a lot of uh, really, really good pitching. The pitching held up. Okay, okay. Well, good, good. Salute to the Houston Astros. That should be a good series. I think it starts on Tuesday. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, that's Taylor with a little bit of NBA talk. I'm uh, sorry, not NBA, MLB. MLB talk. Major yeah. League Baseball yeah. World America, Series coming uh, up. America's pastime. So be on the lookout for that. That's right. And uh, I did have NBA on the brains, but that's where we're going to move next with a little bit of okay. basketball talk. Um, and uh, this past week was the last uh, official week of preseason games. Yep. We got the season coming up and starting this Tuesday on the 22nd, so I'm very excited about that. It's, it's here, y'all. Yeah, it's here. yes, it's, it's about to go down. Summer's over, all that, all them posts, all them videos you've seen on Instagram or on Bleacher Report about people running summer. That's always, now the games count right now, so let's go. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So just a couple of people who caught my eye uh, over this past week as far as preseason goes. Uh, Vince Carter, I know I've been uh, kind of tooting his horn a little bit the past couple of episodes that we've spoken about basketball, but, mm-hmm. yo, the fact that at his age, he's still out here doing it is 59 impressive. years old, yeah, 73 um, years old. Ball. Against the always rebuilding, it seems, 80, <laughs> New York Knicks. 87 years old. He yeah. scored 17 points, but 15 of them were threes, mm. and four of those threes were put down in a five-minute span. Mm. He's 42. Insanity. He's 42. He should oh, probably be somewhere playing in the rec league. I had him at 89. You know what I'm saying? Playing on somebody's pickup uh, team on, on, on the playground or something like that. They should have put him in Uncle Drew, but he just could have played himself. They had to make him old. And if you don't watch your back, he might catch a banger on your head still. He'll still banging you too, yep. Vince Carter still getting it, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. He's on Atlanta uh, now, right? Yeah, he's with Atlanta. He's playing <laughs> down there with the Young realize, Hawks. What team is he on? <laughs> and if he wasn't with Atlanta, they would officially be the youngest team in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably old enough to, to, between the, the two starters they got, put them all together, they still won't equal his age. That's they were old talking about uh, how they played the Knicks uh, the other day and how uh, he was playing against R.J. Barrett, but once upon a time, Vince Carter also competed uh, professionally against R.J. Barrett's dad. Exactly. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, also, uh, Kawhi Leonard was somebody who, who caught my eye um, because I, I pretty much have come to the conclusion that this guy can rock out in any jersey. Like, you put him in a, a Spurs jersey, you put him in a Raptors jersey, you put him in a Clippers jersey, you put him in a Thunder jersey, you put him wherever you want to put him in the league. This guy is going to get busy, he's going to rock out, he's going to ball for his team, yep. and he's going to be tough. And and that's, that's what I saw over these past couple of preseason games. And I know... Paul George is going to be out starting the season, but they're going to be in good hands with uh, with Kawhi Leonard leading the ship. Kawhi Leonard, he's a beast, man. Yeah. Shut down LeBron, shut down LeBrick. You know what I mean? Man? <laughs> he's not scared of him, so I, I, I salute. I, and I like how he didn't want to play with him. LeBron was putting on, oh, yeah, I want to play with Kawhi, I don't want to play with you. <laughs> he wants to beat you. In your own, in your, in your own um, town. In, in the arena, he, he he wants to be on the better LA team. Let's go, let's go, receiving hairline. Let's go. And, and we're gonna see if the Clippers end up being the better LA team. In my opinion, I think that's how it's gonna play out this year. Yeah, but we're gonna see how these eighty-two come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like LA, LA Clippers. They got a nice team. I like this team. So also over this week, uh, I saw a couple of youngins that kind of stood out to me. Uh, you know, you got to keep your eye on. Uh, who's coming up next? Who's who's gonna be next on the scene? And uh, you know who's yep. exactly. So uh, a couple of guys that really caught my eye: uh, Kobe White, oh yeah, guard who was just drafted this past offseason by the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be down there playing with Zach Levine, and uh, you know the talent they have in Chicago. Uh, I like his game a lot, so I'm looking for things from him this year. Okay. Um, another guy who just was drafted, drafted. I'm sorry, <clears throat> this past uh, offseason. Uh, up in Boston, Carson Edwards, a uh, guy who might not get a whole lot of tech uh, off the rip. Uh, he's going to be playing behind Kemba Walker, but this is a guy who shines in big moments. Um, he loves to step up and make a big three, make a big shot, make a big play. So um, I, I'm looking at him as well. Um, and a guy. Got a couple guys in front of him. He, he, should be, he should be able to get into the game and make an impact this year. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then another guy going back down to ATL. After we was talking about Vince Carter, he's going into his second season. Uh, but I like a lot of Trey Young. 
Uh, a lot of people are comparing his game to Stephen Curry just Don't because he shoots a lot of those outside threes. Because your um, lights getting mixed and you shoot threes, <laughs> you're, you're the next Steph Curry. Don't do that. But this this guy does more than just shoot threes. He facilitates that team. Oh, yeah. He can go to the basket. Mm-hmm. He can pull up mid-range. Yeah. Um, he can be a threat going to the basket and kick out or, you know, hit a better uh, pass, better option. So uh, th- these are a couple of guys that I, I kind of have my eye on going into this this season, this this 2019-2020 season. Yeah, I like yeah, I like Trey Young. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's a he's a good player. He towards the end of the year he started really, you know, forming into himself. So I'm I'm expecting him to have a real a real big season this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, sounds good. Okay. Anybody uh who you had your eyes on, I know somebody we was talking about earlier. Oh yeah, I was talking about uh I had to, I had to Google him before I came in. Michael Michael Porter out of uh Denver. Yeah. He was hurt last year, but uh, this year, you know, he's gonna. He's, he, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's gonna start or anything like that. But he's gonna play. He's gonna be in a rotation, and we'll mm-hmm. see how the season goes. But I think he'll be a really, really good addition to uh, Nurkic. Is it Nurkic? Nurkic. That's 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 Jokic down there. Jokic. Nur- okay. Nurkic is up in Portland. Up in Portland. See, I get their names mixed up when they used to play together. They did used to play together in Denver. Jokic. They, they yes. traded him up to Portland. And uh, Murray, you know, so they they. Um, uh, Murray's there, so they got like a already got a really good team. They went pretty far in the playoff last year, so they just pl- plug him in. All he got to do is get 15, 20 minutes of just good basketball. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be even better team. So I like what uh, I like. I, I like what he did. I saw him the other night. He played. And he looked pretty good. So I'm interested to see how they're gonna uh, uh, how they how they gonna get that uh, how they how they gonna get him into the game. Yeah, how they gonna, how they gonna put that together? He's gonna make the threes. He's gonna be a stretch four. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they use him. He's got talent though. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else? No, nah, that's that's pretty much it, man. I, like I said last week, I barely watch preseason basketball. When the games start playing, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, what I mean, when the season starts, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. But preseason is kind of like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Any thoughts on uh, Kyle Kuzma out there in LA, or maybe the youngins that got shipped out to New Orleans? Kyle Kuzma's gonna miss like the first month too because he's hurt. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Anybody else? Um, no, not, no, not, not, not to me, not to me other people. Yeah, he's hurt. Okay. Yeah, okay. hurt. Um, Zion Williams, he's he's hurt. He's he's gonna miss probably the first month, maybe two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of these guys are, you know, it's gonna be a handful of guys I'm gonna be paying attention to. Yeah, you already mentioned R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you know, yeah, there's just a couple guys, but yeah. Well, the NBA season is back, and safe to say that my. Business is going to be going up yeah. tenfold. NBA be watching is, games. Yeah, it's always the usual suspects. In NBA It's always the guys that's always putting up 25, 30. Those, those are the guys that usually run the league. Yeah. <laughs> old, old veterans: Giannis, James Harden, Russell. Uh, you, you already said Kawhi. Of course, mm-hmm. you know LeBrick. Uh, every, every, all, all these players. You know Joel Embiid. Those are the guys that are going to make the league. You know, strive and, and get it in. So those yeah. are the guys. Yeah. All right, so this week we do have a second top five, and our second top five edition is going to be NBA-related. It's going to be the NBA teams uh, that we feel have the best chances to win a championship, and this is just going into the season. Um, You know, obviously things are going to change over the course of the season. Uh, Team layouts are going to change. Injuries are going to happen. Philosophies and schemes are going to change, but this is what we got at this particular point. Okay. And this is just league-wide. This is not based on Eastern Conference and Western Conference. This is top five teams we feel like have a chance to get it this year. All right. So number five, I have uh, the Utah Jazz. Okay. Uh, just keep in mind that my uh, my list is a little Western he- heavy because I feel like the championship is probably going to end up going through the West this year. Uh, but I got the Utah Jazz, and one of the main reasons, or a few of the main reasons for them is, uh, for one, cohesion. Uh, their team, uh, as a nucleus, has played together uh for the past couple of seasons, so they have that going in their favor. Uh, they also have a real strong defensive mentality. Um, you know, when you have Rudy Gobert down in the paint, uh, that makes a big difference because he's a big guy to get around. Uh, they also picked up Mike Conley this offseason, who I think is going to be a great addition. It's a real good uh, addition. Donovan Mitchell, who's been pretty solid the past couple of years, I think does need to go to that next level and, and show that he could just be a little more. But, uh, you know, he's a good piece to have. Uh, and then you got a guy like Joe Ingles, um, who's a, a savvy vet. Uh, he reminds me a lot in his gameplay of like a Manu Ginobili almost, uh, without quite as much of the quickness, but he's a little deceptive. Um, and then they got a vet like Jeff Green, 
uh, who can come in off the bench and he can still do his thing. And I always salute Jeff Green when I see him on the court because I know about the stuff that he went through a couple of seasons ago when he was in Boston with his heart. And, you know, they didn't think if he was going to play again, uh, but he's still out there. So that's that's beautiful. You're missing one more guy. Who's that? Bogdanovich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who who can forget Bogdanovich? That's he, a sneaky he, pickup right there. Yeah, he, he was a big dish in this offseason. He's a 42, 43% guy from the three-point line. So that's a really, really, really good addition for him. So he's going to be running that three, playing the three. That's yeah, that, that he's because you know Donovan Mitchell likes to drive. You kick out to him, he's wide yep. open. It's, yeah, so Utah is going to be a problem in the yeah. league this year. Yep. yep, yep. So number four, I got the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and the reason why I'm going with them, a lot like the Utah had Jazz, I'm sorry, <clears throat> is because of cohesion. Um, they've played together as far as their nucleus the past couple of seasons as well. Um, they've had some time to mesh and gel. Last season, they did really well. I think they were either top two or top three overall in the West as far as their record went. Um, they have a lot of talent. Um, I really like, like you mentioned earlier, Jamal Murray um, and also Gary Harris in that backcourt. Yeah. Uh, they got Jokic, like you mentioned earlier, playing the five. Yeah. And there's really not many in the league that are better than him. Um, you can probably count them on one hand. Good pass or all that stuff. Yeah. Ball. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they were pretty successful last year uh, as far as their uh, regular season and then their postseason run. So uh, they do have some postseason experience. And I, I think that they have a good chance to make uh, a run, depending on how things go, at a title this year. Okay. All right, John. I like that pick. Uh, number three, I got my Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, obviously, you got the Giannis effect. Yeah. There's not many, many in the league that are going to be able to contain or stop him just size-wise. He's he's a big guy. He's a freak. Uh, he, he likes to go to the basket. The Greek but, freak. Uh, you know, we're not weird, but mm-hmm. Bucks fans are hoping that he's working or was working on his shot during the offseason so that he could be more of a threat as far as that goes. But, um... Yeah, Giannis, Giannis makes a big difference when you have him on your team versus not having him. And uh, despite the loss of Malcolm Brogdon, uh, they do still have a pretty strong team returning. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, um, Chris Middleton, um, they, they they have some talent still to, to bring to the table. Yeah, don't don't they have both of the Lopez brothers now? They probably do. I, 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 I wouldn't they be surprised do. they do, yeah. But I, I think they, they do. They definitely got Brooke. If Robin's there, then that would, that, I wouldn't put that past. They probably do got him. Yeah, I mean they're, they're both still talented. Quick, yeah, and they're <laughs> vets. They've been in the league and they've been around a while. So the fact that you have them playing together, that's to both of their benefits and to the team benefit because they're good. All right, I got you. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna give Taylor a quick minute to, to to look that up. No, go ahead. You keep talking. I'll find it in a minute. Okay, okay. So uh, number two, I got the Sixers. Okay. Uh, the Sixers uh, don't have many big pieces that they need to acclimate to a role. Um, but Tobias Harris does need to step into a bigger space. Um, he kind of has to work with um, shouldering a little more responsibility for the team as far as scoring goes, and maybe even as far as the defensive end as well. Wow, they do have Robin Lopez. Um, That's crazy. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah I, I thought that. I thought I, that. I missed that move. Okay. I saw a, uh, a couple of pieces that were put out earlier this uh, year by my man Scoop B, Brandon Robinson. Quick shout out to my homie. Um, he put out an interview that he actually had, I think, with Robin. Okay. And then I think he might have had to sit down with Brooke as well. Wow. But um, yeah, yeah, they're they're coming together in Milwaukee. And that sorry for interruption, but I was that was that was shocking to me. That nah, the, nah. That the twins are playing together. That's that's what's up for them. Mm-hmm. That's that's better for them, better for the team. Okay. Um. So. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, back Josh. Back to the Rick, Sixers, right? Exactly. Okay. Back back to the Sixers. <laughs> that's that's my number two pick. Nah, you good? Mm-hmm. You good? We straight. Um, Josh Richardson, I think he has the mesh uh, as well, but I think he will. Um, I think his game is going to work well with the dynamic that we have right now. We don't have that guy who's standing out at the three-point line necessarily catch and shoot, except for Tobias to an extent, maybe Embiid a little bit. But, uh, you know, you got to have somebody to get the ball out to when Embiid is on the block or when Ben Simmons goes to the hoop. Um, And Josh Richardson can do that, but he can also take you off the dribble. He can pull up. He can go all the way to the rack. He can... uh, he can do well from the free throw line as well. So uh, that's that's good. Um, ben has to take things to another level. Uh, so does Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Um, they really have to assert themselves and step forward as being 
uh, forces in the league, especially Joel Embiid. He has to step forward and assert himself as being maybe one of the best bigs in the league. Yes, sir. Uh, the bench has improved from last season, and you know you got players like Mike Scott and James Ennis returning. Yep. Uh, the addition of Kyle O'Quinn, which I think is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaire Smith is coming back from injury. Yeah. Uh, and I like him and of course we can't forget one of the biggest offseason additions of the Sixers Al Horford Al Horford um, you know a big man who I think is going to bring a, a, a level of maturity to the team um, he's going to bring like a steadying hand almost like we thought Jimmy Butler was going to be last year yeah. and he's going to be almost like a mentor to uh, our best player which is Joel Embiid and that's Embiid. that's only going to benefit us yep. uh, in the long run Trey Burke I, I like the bench the bench is way better than what it was last year the bench kind of held it back last year yeah, yeah this year I think that's going to be a strong point for them this year okay so then my number one team I got the LA Clippers alright obviously you got the addition of Kawhi Leonard um he was already pretty solid last year um and the team was solid last year uh they have solid guard play uh the only question that I have with the Clippers is um something that's not really a problem for their counterparts the Lakers and that's as far as big men go now that may end up being an issue for the Lakers everybody knows Anthony Davis has not really been the 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 most durable big man over his career but um you know behind him you got Dwight Howard you got JaVale McGee so we're gonna see how that works out for the Lakers but as far as the Clippers who they putting down in the paint you gotta have somebody down there grabbing rebounds. You gotta have somebody down there Zubak. controlling things. Zubik, Zubak, Zubik, Zubik. They got Zubak. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? The big yeah. tall white boy. Yeah. We, we, and they we, got Montrez. What's his name? Harold. I mean, he's not really a big man, big man, but yeah, six, seven, six, eight guy. Okay. They got. They got. You might be right. Maybe might need maybe one more big man. But you know how the off season is. You know they'll, they'll trade for somebody. And you know what? Honestly, over the past few seasons, it's been proven to us that you don't need to have the best, no. most dominant big man in the league to win a championship. No, you don't really need the big man until maybe when the playoffs start. But when the, in the 82, you're running sometimes three, sometimes four guards, and then a power forward. He's technically your center. So mm-hmm. it's all about running. So as long as they can get through the season, you know, and then when, there's, when, the, when the game starts to slow down a little bit in the playoffs, they can uh, get a you know a big man or you know a, slap, a power forward that can you know defend the rim. Yeah. It should be okay. We'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Taylor, who you got for your top five for uh, NBA teams with the the best chance to win a championship this year? Damn near the same people you said. Yeah, you know I mean it's gonna be, it's gonna be damn near a repeat, but you know in in different orders. So uh, okay. Uh, but my number five team is actually um, the team I've been riding with the past five years is, is Golden State. People, okay. people kind of sleeping on them right now, but I think Steph has got something to prove. I think uh, Draymond Green, he's got something to prove. I think Steve Kerr's got something to prove. So uh, I like Golden State to actually, you know, kind of, you know, with the experience and stuff. They, they got it. They play. They got plenty of experience. And then Clay said he he will be coming back, whether it be late in February, early March, something like that. He said he's gonna come back. So as long as they can weather the storm, and they'll be able to score. They got D'Lo, so they got a um. They, they their team's pretty deep though. Last year their team wasn't as deep, but they you know a couple people retired, a couple people left. Sean Livingston left, mm-hmm. uh, the Boogie Cousins left, and they were able to add um you know some, some couple guys on the bench. So uh, they Mart- what's the name? Uh, Chris. Mar- how, how you say my man's name? Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris. They got him. He made the team. Uh, they got Steph's brother-in-law. He's around there somewhere. David Lee. That's his name, Lee. David Lee. Or I'm, I'm saying his name. His dad's name is Lee. But he's on the team. They got they got some players, and they drafted a couple of players in the second round. Is going to make the team too. So as long as they can, you know, maintain and let Steph get his thirty some odd points, and uh, you know, Draymond, you know, get his rebounds, and you know, uh, I, th- I think I think they're going to be they'll they'll be okay. They'll be fine. And then of course, if Willie Cauley Stein, he can be their quote unquote big man if he can stay healthy. He's kind of hurt right now, so he might start the season off, uh, you know. Uh, you know, injured or whatever, but yeah. I like I like I like what Washington, not Washington, uh, Golden, Golden State. State doing there. They're mm-hmm. in a brand new stadium out there, and I think Steve Kerr's got something to prove too. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Golden State's going to be uh, one of these teams that's going to be uh, trying to prove something the whole year. Okay, uh, just let me know. That, oh, we need a KD and stuff like that. We need a Clay. Yeah. No, we can do it with these group of guys right here. And then when Clay comes in, we can kind of, you know, um, you know, slowly but surely, you know, get him into the game, and then hopefully in the playoffs he'll be fine. Yeah. So I like Golden State. That's my number five team. Okay. I can't, I just can't just wipe them away just because they lost, you know, a couple people. Yeah. Okay. Golden right. State number five. My number four team is uh, Denver Nuggets. Okay. I think, I think they're going. I think they were either the. I'm 
I don't know if they would. I think they were the second team left. The second, were they the second or the, they, they were in the top four. I know that. And they were a really, really, really good team. And uh, you've already, you already said it already. They, they, they got a really, really deep team. So yeah, we're gonna see, we're, we're gonna see them, you know, take another step, you know, because a couple years ago they didn't make the playoffs. Then last year they went all the way to the second round, mm-hmm. game seven. Mm-hmm. So I like what they're gonna. I like what 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 Denver's done. Uh, they got an eight, nine, ten man rotation of a team. I mean, their team was so good last year they couldn't even get Isaiah Thomas on the floor last year. That's how good yeah. they were last year. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now they get like I told you earlier, they got back my uh, the young kid Michael Porter. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like what they're gonna do. Murray, they're bringing back Murray. I like uh, Porter's game a lot. Porter, uh, uh, Beasley, like you said, Gary Harris earlier um, is a is my man still on the team. Um, um, uh, Willie Barton, did he leave or did he? Uh, I don't know. He, he might still be there. I, I might have to look that yeah, up. Hold on. That up. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he's uh, still on the team, but they, they their team is their team is stacked. Uh-huh. Uh, like and like I said, the the big man on the team is uh, is a uh, how you say anything? Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. As long as you got him, you're good. He yeah, can Will, pass. Will Barton is still with Denver. Wow. I like that team. <laughs> Will Barton would be like the he'd be a second or third best player on any other team, but now he's probably like sixth or seventh on that team. Yeah. They got they they, they got a really good team. I like that team. I like okay, Denver okay. Nuggets this year. Fourth, they can even go up to probably one or two. But I like I like Denver Nuggets this year. Okay, number right. three. My number three team is the uh, I'm a I'm gonna go with the Sixers. Number three team, the Sixers. Okay. Yeah, they still they, they they got a lot, but you know we're kind of going on blind faith. Oh, he's gonna do this. He's gonna do this. But yeah, uh, like a, the two teams I just previously mentioned, you know they've got a, a little bit more of a track record. So the Phillies got well, Philly has a track record, but it just got some new people on the team. So mm-hmm. they, they're basically moving Tobias to the three, which is a real good thing. Yeah. And they also got Josh Richardson, who they're kind of incorporate as the backup point guard too. Mm-hmm. So. So they got a lot of uh, stuff that's, and then of course uh, Horford is going to be the backup five. Yeah. So, but the benches, like I said, is stretched out. You got uh, still got still got Scott, still got Burke, you still got Ennis. Uh, I, I like what the Sixers are doing, uh, and I like what they're going to uh, you know bring this year. It should be probably the number one team in 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 the East this year. It should be. They should be yeah. close to sixty wins this year. That's mm-hmm. what it should be. If anything less than like sixty, somebody got to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, this is getting to be too much, but this is the year. So I think the Sixers are going to be that team that you got to watch out for. All right, all right. Number two. Number two is uh, is going to be uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, okay. I like the Bucks. Um, like you said, they got the Lopez brothers, Giannis. Uh, Giannis, Giannis is back. Um, like you said, they lost, they lost Brogdon, but they still got Bledsoe. Um, interested to see if Dante DiVincenzo is going to do anything this year. Is he going to play this year? Is he not? Is he going to be in a rotation? Yeah. Uh, what's my man's uh, uh, um, uh, Shannon Brown's brother? What's his name? He's on a team somewhere. Uh, they, they 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 got a nice uh, a, real, a real a real good team. So um, the Bucks and of course they got a real good coach uh, Budenholzer. He's been to the Eastern Conference Finals the last couple of years with two different teams. So uh, I'm really looking at the Bucks to take that the next step, and they might even be in a. Um, in in, in the finals this year, so we'll see. Even though they lost Brogdon, but I like the I think the coach and everything is, is going to be real good with them, and I, I, I like I like with them coming back next year. So all right, cool, cool. Yeah. And number one team is it's, it's the Clippers to me. I'm sorry, man. Like the the Clippers just they they made the move of the century. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They got Kawhi Leonard. Then all of a sudden, oh oh yeah. By the way, we got Paul George. You're like, dang, where where that come from? <laughs> How can we know all this? Like, and everyone's talking about the Lakers this, the Lakers that. <laughs> LeBron, I don't even want to say his name. But then the, the, the Clippers just came out and just said, look, we're going to do this and we're going to one-up y'all. Now what? Yeah, yeah. We got the MVP of the finals who already has two rings. And now we're bringing in Paul George just for GP. We already mm-hmm. got um, uh, Patrick Beverly, one of the toughest you know point guards in, in the league. And you already yeah. got Lou Williams. Perennial six man of the yeah, year. Yeah, they already got a championship proven coach in, in Doc Rivers. Yeah. So I like that team. That team is going to be really, really, really fun to watch this year. So they're going to be, if you get on late like I do, I get off late. I get off late at 11 o'clock. So I'm going to be plenty happy to see the uh, Clippers watch, you know, watching the Clippers 11 o'clock, 11, 12 o'clock at night balling. So I'll be watching the Clippers with a keen eye. And I think they're the number one team in the NBA. All right, man. All right. Well, that was our, our second edition of the top five. Mm hmm. Gave y'all two times this week yet again. Um, so we're, we're going to finish it up this week uh, with a really brief edition of Mike's Minutes. Uh, you know, just something that I was thinking about this past week, something I had on my mind. Okay. And something that uh, was kind of with me uh, was to work on 
allowing things to happen to you. Yeah. Work on things, allow, work on allowing things to happen to me. Uh, you know, as far as not trying to do things too hard, obviously there's things that you want to try to work on. There's things that you want to try to do as far as the way that you move and the goals that you have set for yourself or the things that you want to do for a day or for a week or for a month or whatever the case may be. But uh, with certain things, you just kind of got to fall back a little bit, you know, move the way that you move, but don't push too hard. You know, let things kind of fall into place for you uh, because sometimes you can get in your own way and you can, um, you know, prohibit yourself from getting mm -hmm. to places and reaching things that you could have reached because you were so set on doing it this way and it actually could have went this way and went a whole lot better. Okay. Uh, so sometimes you got to just open yourself up to that path of least resistance and, uh, and get in that wave. Absolutely, I got you. Okay, all right then. Words of wisdom. Okay. So yeah, that's that's something that uh, that that was speaking to me that I wanted to share with y'all. Hope y'all appreciate it, and whoever was supposed to hear that, heard it and received it. Solid. Uh, so that's our seventh episode, seventh edition of Sleep, the Sports Life, and Everything Else podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep is for You. That's S L E E P I S the number four Y O U. And be on the lookout for new episodes, old episodes. Uh, catch up on sleep if you're not up on it. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, now on Google Play. We coming to some new platforms, some new formats soon, so y'all be on the lookout. Right. Keep your ears open. Yeah. Taylor, you got anything else you want to say? Nothing. I joined Instagram, so I'll be... It's a mess on Instagram. i tell you that one thing. I don't, I don't know how y'all do it, man. <laughs> that stuff is crazy. All right. Lord all Jesus, right. what are y'all doing on there? <laughs> Taylor's on IG now, so hit him up. Taylor, do you, do you want to give out your handle today? You no, wanna... the handle is is is, 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 is the uh, whatever. Okay, okay, yeah, you're talking about the, the sleepers for you. So I don't, you I don't know if I'm going to do Taylor. my own page. That's, that's, stuff, that's, 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 the, that's the matrix right there. Lord <laughs> Jesus. Taylor's on there now, too. So if you got any comments or questions, concerns, you want to send that Taylor, uh, get at him at sleepers for you as well. And, uh, be on the lookout for us next week. Yeah. We'll be getting at you again next Sunday. We're recording Monday slash Tuesday. We're putting it out. So hope y'all liking the show and enjoying. And uh, yeah, we'll get back with y'all. All right. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Peace.